coming up on this week's episode of RSVP. There's a giraffe hanging from the ceiling and a disco ball. What would you do in that circumstance? Would you snake your team for the best night ever? A drag queen, a Calvin Klein model and some other really drunk people. It's time for a little RSVP, the show full of rants and stories, visions and pains and so much more with special guests and fun galore. Hotels, destinations, nightmares and dreams, confessions and everything in between. So sit back, relax, pour a wine or whiskey, get comfy, cause it's time for RSVP. Hello and welcome to RSVP. I'm Callum Dilietto and this is the podcast for events and travel professionals looking for some inspiration and, well, just some laughs. This week's guest, Olivia Unsworth, the Senior Event Manager at Venues and Events International, provides plenty of both. But before we get into all of the fun and banter, I would like to just say that we have released our Achieving Racial Diversity in the Events Industry report this week. And I really, really want to encourage people to get into it and to look at it. Some of the key findings from it, you know, 73%, nearly three quarters of the industry believe there is little or no diversity. And what's really interesting is that over a third of people don't feel like they're confident enough to be able to talk about the subject with their peers or authority figures. So I'm using my voice right now in your ear as you're listening to me through your headphones or over your speakers to say, please, let's talk about the issue. Educate yourself, download the report, it's free, and then talk about it. Talk about it with your friends, talk about it with your peers, talk about it with your colleagues, and more importantly, talk about it with your bosses and try and make some change. Encouragingly, 63% agree or strongly agree they have a welcoming and open-minded culture at their organisation. So it feels like the first step is there. The majority of people are ready to embrace the topic. We just need to start having those conversations. And anybody that knows me knows I am one to talk. So whether it's about having a conversation about racial diversity or just exchanging ideas and having inspiring talks around the different destinations, hotels and food experiences that you've shared, I want you to get in touch. If you'd like to be a guest on this RSVP podcast, please do email cit.rsvp at haymarket.com. Or if you'd like to contribute anonymously and share a confession, then please use the same email address and give us some of that juicy gossip that you don't want to put your name to. Don't forget also to tune in until the very end of this episode because Sam McNeil, the UK General Manager of Song Division, has a very catchy little ditty that wraps up the entire episode. But until then, sit back, relax and enjoy RSVP. Hi Olivia, thank you so much for joining us this week on RSVP. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. We met at the incentives retreat, I believe. In December. In December, which feels like an eternity ago now because that was one of our last live events, sadly. Since then, I can't help but see you 
online, like in LinkedIn, like your personal brand yeah. online is incredible. Like you are the most engaged person on in the industry. I try. You really do. It's really impressive. Like every kind of industry post there is, you, you basically are a, a, the equivalent of a social influencer within the mice industry. That's how I see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take that. Definitely. The first part of RSVP is your opportunity to rant, get on your soapbox and just get something mm-hmm. off of your chest. What is your rant? It's a little bit like, you might disagree, but it annoys me. My peeve is that there's so many different job titles that mean the exact same thing. Like, it just gets confusing. There's an event manager, there's a project manager, there's an event producer. They all essentially mean the same thing. They do the same job. So what is the difference? I completely agree. I'm I'm so confused. Like, when I first joined the industry... I was I was lost and even now I'm still a yeah. bit confused as to seniority and 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 job Yeah, it gets confusing, doesn't it? And I get that each company has their own different titles for different things, but I think if there was a bit more like consistency then maybe it would be easier to make good connections. I don't know, maybe that's just my opinion. No, I think it's a valid point, especially career progression for for everybody like, you know, you want that kind of consistent ladder of titles so that people could say okay you're at stage one now you're at stage two now you're at stage three whereas it seems exactly. like otherwise people are like oh what what did you do before like yeah it's a bit like a lot of room for confusion you also get those creative agencies that like to just play completely and they'll say oh this is our you know yeah. our fun dynamic officer and you're like what is that <laughs> just be just be clear like head of Christmas lights like what is that (laughs) like what does that mean (laughs) is that your head of production or who is that I just get confused (laughs) yeah and you just get business cards and you're looking at it like um, is was this was this someone important or was was this a joke yeah like who who was this the entertainment or (laughs) although saying that at V&E I believe the office dog has a job title. Am I correct? Okay, yeah, he does. But that is fair enough. He's chief morale officer, and that is exactly what he does. So he is entitled to that job title. <laughs> so <laughs> it's okay for the dog to have a job title, but if, as long as the humans have consistent titles, you'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Brilliant. So the second part of RSVP is an opportunity for you to share some stories and memorable experiences that you've had. The first that I'd like to explore is your most memorable experience of a destination. So I think this one might have been kind of boxed off at um, RSVP at the CIT Live Agency and Forum with Karen. But I guess me saying it again just shows what a destination is. Um, so it's Tanzania and Zanzibar, as I think you probably knew that I was going to say. Um, I went there earlier this year, February, and I am so grateful that I got that experience this year, like before all the madness. Um, it was actually for a site inspection. That one, that event is now taking place next May, so I do get to go back, which is great. We stayed at the Grand Melia Arusha for the first part of the trip. It was only one night at the event. It will be longer. I just felt like at peace there. It was so nice. It was so calming. All of the staff were so friendly. It was done like to perfection. Um, It actually only opened last year. So um, really new. The first day we got up around 3am, I think. We went to the National Park and did a hot air balloon at sunrise. 
And bearing in mind, this was pitch black whilst we were driving there, the park ranger, who was our like tour guide, literally navigated through the bush with rocks as road signs. I was like, that is just amazing. I get lost on Google Maps in broad daylight. So <laughs> that was <laughs> that was insane. But the actual experience, the hot air balloon at sunrise, oh, it was just like once in a lifetime experience. And that's what our client asked us for. And I think we definitely delivered on that one. I've done exactly that, um, like about, I think it was about three years ago, uh, hot air balloon yeah. at sunrise over the Serengeti. And I I still talk about it now. Like people are like, yeah. shut up about the Serengeti, Callum. And I'm like, <laughs> no, did I tell you, no, you about the hot air balloon? And they're like, yes, a million times. But you just yeah. you can't stop talking about it. Nice. The best experience ever. Like I would go back and you would get a different experience every time because you would see different things. Um, then we went to Nagoro Goro, so not Serengeti, Nagoro Goro, a um, bit different, um, but it was still amazing. We had lunch looking over the crater and our tour guide could literally look from so high up and spot the elephants. To me, they look like trees and I was just like, wow, they just know so much. It's amazing. Um, and then that night we stayed in a lodge. So that was incredible, right in the bush. And then we flew the next day to Zanzibar. Really short flight. It's about 60 minutes, but one thing to note is that if you, there's only say like two flights a day from Arusha to Zanzibar, really short, like 60 people fit on the flight. And if you don't get there early enough, they will chuck your luggage to the second flight. They almost tried to not let us take ours. And my DMC was like, look, this is not happening. These people are bringing a lot of money to this country. They're taking their luggage with them. So we were one of the lucky ones. But yeah, if you're not, then I'm you might not have your luggage for a day or so. I'm so precious about my luggage as Me well. Me too. I would have literally taken it on my lap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then when we got there, so we stayed at the Melia Zanzibar, we had Ocean View Villas, which was insane. I just remember like sitting on there and it was like a little balcony with a little chair hanging from the ceiling. And I just thought, I can't actually believe this is my job. Like I think as event professionals, we're always 100 miles per hour. And we don't really take that time to just be like, wow, this is amazing. And this is my job, like just to be grateful. I think that will stand out for the rest of my life as a destination. I, I love, And I'm so jealous that that was just the site visit. And then you're going to basically get to do that all yeah. over again. You know, yeah. it will be a little bit more stressful when you do it uh, the second time. <laughs> oh, 100%. When I've got 60 people with me that I have to look after. This one is actually, I can, I can talk about it because we, we've done press releases and stuff. It's for Avon um, and they take 17 different countries. So everybody speaks different languages. So I am not going to be able to speak to my guests in their language. Though we do all take translators, so that will help. You just, as long as everybody can say Hakuna Matata, then that's, that's all that matters. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's all you need to say, really, isn't it? And then there'll be no worries, you know, you'll be fine. <laughs> The next story I'd like to hear is one of a hotel experience that you've had that was really memorable. So I've got one and it's not really a hotel. It's a private family home. Can I talk about that? Anyway? That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. So you can take it exclusively only. You can't just book rooms there like for an odd night. So it's not a hotel, um, but it's called Ain Ho Park in Banbury. Again, I did a site inspection there last year for a luxury UK incentive, but it is just incredible there. John Tarod from MasterChef, he actually got married there last year. Pretty little thing, did a huge launch there with the celeb guest list. So 
you can just tell like the clientele is amazing also John Tarot getting married there like the food must be good and it was very very good so what it is is private family home and it's this one man and his wife they bought it when it was pretty much demolished and they've done it up and I literally and I love interiors so when I was walking through there I literally I could have cried happy tears like it was amazing it was like Narnia meets English garden meets like country it was just insane I was with Anita Lowe CEO and she's been like everywhere and even she was like this is just like out of this world so when we got there the owner came to say hi ended up really getting on with my client and then he ran our site inspection took us out in his Rolls Royce across the deer park he got out on the grass in his velvet gucci loafers and i just thought <laughs> what is this place where am i and what is going on and then we, we we went back in and there was a secret bar downstairs and i was like well this is just it what's not to love about a secret bar they even had bespoke chase vodka just for the house it is insane if you ever get a chance to go then you absolutely have to like if you're looking for another venue for the next CNIT agency then that is the one that so sounds thought, it incredible was in Incredible. Yeah. It was actually awarded like the coolest house in Britain or something by the Times. It sounds like it. It sounds like it. If you want that exclusive feel, if I was mega rich, I would be having my birthday parties there for sure. <laughs> well, I mean, you're best friends with the uh, the Gucci loafer wearing owner now. So I'm sure, you know, if you exactly. said, hey, it's my birthday, exactly. you know, chuck, chuck a party my way, he'd be like, yeah, of course. I know. I love that. I love that. The, the, those kind of, I've been to a wedding um, at a similar type of, of place and we just took over the whole manor. Yeah. And I think there's something really cool about kind of being removed from the world in this like mm -hmm. really fancy place. And it's just you and whoever your guests are, because you can just have the best time ever yeah. in such luxury. They've got like this orange tree, which is where they do like gala dinners or weddings and stuff. And it's like all glass. And then in the corner, there's a giraffe hanging from the ceiling and a disco ball. It's like, like where am like I? A real giraffe. Honestly, a real giraffe, a stuffed one. Yeah. Okay. Random. Yeah. Very <laughs> random. There's so many random things there. There's light shades made of feathers. There's curved walls in the bedrooms. It's like, Literally like another world. It's like Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, I mean, when you said it was like Narnia, I was sold, to be honest. I was like, get me through that wardrobe. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming to visit, you know. <laughs> that is what it's like. That is what it's like. And they've got like a little room there, which is a shop. So he's like a collector. He buys loads of random stuff. And then they've got an actual shop where you could go and buy all of this stuff from. Obviously, I did not buy anything because it's out of my price range. But if it was in your price range, then wow shopping as then, well if it's within your price range you could be the lucky owner of a stuffed giraffe <laughs> yeah the final story that i'd like to hear from you is your best and most memorable food experience okay so i've got two two ends of the scale so i'm gonna go fine dining and then the opposite this is just like so hard for me i'm such a foodie and also i eat everything and say this is the best thing I've ever eaten <laughs> to everything I eat uh, so first one say if I go fine dining I went to Vienna for a weekend away once and we stayed at a hotel called Hotel Imperial which used to actually be a palace it was amazing it was so so nice um, but they had a restaurant there called Opus um, 
and we did like eight courses, fine dining there. And even the candles were edible. They were butter. And when they melted, you could dip your bread in it. It was insane. And I didn't realize for ages. And then the waiter said, you can eat that candle. And I was just like, are you, is this a joke? Can I, will I get ill if I eat this? But no, it's butter. That is the best thing I think I've ever heard. Butter candles. I know. That is genius. It was like posh Willy Wonka. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was so nice. And then if I say, if I go other end of the spectrum. So when I, I first went to New York, we were driving in with our taxi driver. He asked us, is this your first time, etc.?" And then gave us some recommendations so he recommended that we get dinner one night from a street store called the Halal Guys. So we were like, okay, fine. We went there one evening. The queue was long, so we thought that's good. The queue was full of people with a New York accent, so we thought we're definitely on to a winner. That meal was like the best meal. I literally still think about it today, and this was like six years ago. It was so good. So good. I can almost hear your mouth watering. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I am such a foodie. I get so passionate. Whenever I know I'm going out for dinner, I get so excited. Yeah, and and I I think regardless of the destination, you want to go where the locals are eating and queuing up to eat, right? 100%. If the locals are there, then you're on tour winner. Yeah. I think that's just rule of thumb. So next is the V in RSVP, which uh, is your opportunity to paint a vision of your dream event. So it's got to be an incentive incentives are my favorite I literally love them I get so creative get so passionate so if I could organize anything and do anything I would take a group via private jet to the seven wonders of the world they would eat there they would be hired out exclusively they would dine there and then after dinner we would time travel back to when they, back to when they were first built have a little speech on to the next or we could do a little break in each location you might as well and then at the end, we'd have a roundup by David Attenborough. I know we could bring people back from the dead for this, but let's be honest, there's no one better dead or alive than David Attenborough to do something like that, don't you think? That is so true. And do you know what? That I'm a bit speechless. I'm actually speechless at how <laughs> good that idea is. Like, that is brilliant. Yeah, maybe even add trip to space at the end. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> budgets endless the eighth can do anything we the want. eighth wonder will be you know out yeah. of space of not the world yeah <laughs> um definitely that is brilliant that is uh, have you been to any of the uh seven wonders of the world i actually haven't but my, my what i particularly enjoy is that you then go back in time as well so yeah. it's not just seeing them now with a bunch of tourists taking pictures no they're hired exclusively you've got no oh, tourists oh it's just Okay. You stand corrected. The, the whole of the Great Wall of China has been vacated. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then they have one long table in the middle. Wow. I like you've really thought about this as well. You're like, get me billions of pounds and a time get machine. Me the budget and I will <laughs> do it. Yeah. That is possibly the best incentive I think I've ever heard. Um, we are yep. twelve episodes in plus years of, of just talking to people and then just spewing ideas. And I I do genuinely think you potentially topped them all. Cracked it. Wow. <laughs> well, I'll take that for sure. You're like, yep, smashed it. <laughs> the final part of RSVP is where I will read you a confession and you get to react to it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Kind of. It's not my confession, so 
Well, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so, <laughs> dear Callum, we were hosting a celebratory event in the Upper East Side of Manhattan, New York. There was good food, lots of drink, and we even threw in some drag queens for good measure. The entertainment was wild and couldn't have created a better atmosphere. The whole room was cheering on the incredible performances, with some members of the audience even getting involved themselves. Myself and my colleague, who is gay, a relevant detail to the story, were also loving it and got talking to two of the guests, a couple of girls that were New Yorkers through and through. They loved the drag queens and said it was the best event they'd been to in the city. However, it was soon coming to a close, the acts had finished their performances and people were starting to make their way home. At this point, one of the drag queens had taken off their costume backstage and walked back into the room as a man in casual clothes. Every single oh girl's head turned. He was stunning. <laughs> I, I, I love that they've just gone from like, you know, this massive flamboyant drag queen literally come out and it's like a Calvin Klein model and everyone's just yeah. <laughs> What is going on? Yeah. Um, I, I wish I got the same reaction when I walked into a room, but, you know, may, maybe I should become a drag queen and, and, and start. Yeah. You got a bigger reaction. Yeah. The two girls we were speaking to were practically drooling and he was making his way over to us. But it turned out he had his eyes on my colleague, who was also in awe wow. of his beauty. I assume that's why the, the relevant detail of, of him being gay. Yeah. Long story short, he invited us to another party downtown. So myself and my colleague made up an excuse to leave the rest of the team without helping to tidy up. <laughs> and joined the two New Yorkers, the attractive man, and another drag queen who was still in costume as we all piled into a taxi and had one of the best nights out I've ever experienced. We felt guilty for all of two seconds, but it was totally worth it. <laughs> oh my God. That is the best confession ever. Like, they are some serious party goers. They, I mean, they snake their team massively. Yeah, I hope their team never find out about that for their sake, but sounds like it was worth it. <laughs> it the, the funny thing is with these confessions, they're, they're anonymous, um, but I reckon there's probably going to be an event planner listening to this like, wait a second, we did an event in New York. And yeah, these, my so, team so, left yeah, me. We, we have some drag queens. <laughs> oh, no. Like, oh, but hopefully not. Yeah, they'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to discourage people from submitting confessions. But um, I'd, I also love the idea. Imagine being a taxi driver in New York. You pull up and then like this odd mix of individuals just pile into the yeah. cab and they're like take us take us to the party like, yeah like a disheveled event manager <laughs> a drag queen a calvin klein model and some other really drunk people <laughs> yeah. like, that sounds like the beginning of a joke you know yeah it does yeah that is the best confession i know and i hope their colleagues never find out <laughs> although hopefully if it was that long ago then they, they might not mind yeah, I mean, it sounds like it was worth it. And, you know, they, they haven't gone into details of, of what happened that night, but they said it was the best no. night ever. So I imagine like, you know, the end of the hangover <laughs> when they show all their photos. I imagine they got some photos like that. <laughs> that was exactly what I'm imagining now. Just yeah. like, like Mike Tyson yeah. was there at one point, possibly <laughs> yeah, a tiger. A, tiger. <laughs> a baby. <laughs> 
a marriage. They just woke up the next morning emptying their pockets like, what happened, you know? Just yeah. found like a, a, a drag queen's tiara or something. And like, oh, okay, wait, this brings back memories. Yeah. 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 No, that is a great confession. What would you do in that wow. circumstance? Would you snake your team for the best night ever? Yeah, yeah I would. <laughs> <laughs> no shame. <laughs> Let me think about that. Uh, yeah. There was no hesitation. You just straight up were like, yes, of course, that party sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, it does. I would make sure things were right before I went. And then I'd probably offer to do the early morning. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Balance. the event had ended. It's not like they left mid-event. Exactly. So it's it's only fair. People are already heading home, you know. Exactly. But uh, yeah, no, brilliant, absolutely fantastic. A massive thank you to Olivia for contributing and getting involved. It was such a laugh to speak with her. But before you go anywhere, remember our in-house one-man band, Sam McNeil, is about to wrap up this entire episode with one of his famous songs. Before I pass over to him, though. I just want to encourage you to like, share, subscribe, review, rate this podcast in any way, shape or form on any platform that you're listening to us on. More importantly, let's get those confessions in. I want to hear from you. I want to hear those stories. Share them with me. All you have to do is email cit.rsvp at haymarket.com. That's cit.rsvp at haymarket.com. But until next week... Play it, Sam. All right! Let's get dirty with this one. Here we go. One, two, one, two, three. Give it up for Olivia Rosworth. He and the international hero on earth. An influencer in the mass industry. Yeah, silly job titles. That's a pet. Dog title, that's okay. Tanzania and Zanzibar, yeah, they're the best destinations by far. A place where you can be at peace. Hot air balloon rise and elephants, please. Just get to the airport on time, or you can wave your bags goodbye. Hakuna Matata, that's what they say. Like you never see If you're partying in New York With models and queens You know it's a good time Guarantee Cause you dish your team And you must feel bad But it was the best time That you ever had So keep it cool For what it's worth And just be like